Om Jnanati Manandasya Jnananda Salakya Shakshurun Vinitanyana Tasmai Si Guru Venama Si Chaitanya Manobhistam Stapitanyena Bhutale Svayam Rupakadamayam Nadati Svapadantikam Pandeham Sigaro, see to Padakamalam, Sigurum, Vaishnavam, Sha, Sirupam, Sagrajatam, Saganaroganatam, Vitamtam, Sajivam, Satvaitam, Savadutam, Parijana, Saita, Krishna, Chaitanya Devam, Shirada, Krishna Padan, Sagana, Lalita, Sivisakam, Vitamstha. Si Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nichananda Si Adwaiti Gadada Siva Sadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So we're continuing our reading from the Nectar of Devotion, and I'm reading from uh, chapter 29, Expressions of Love for Krishna. Forgetfulness. When Krishna was absent from Vindavan, was staying in Mathura, Srimati Radharani sent news to him that his mother, the Queen of Raja, was feeling such separation from him that there was foam coming from her mouth like the foam on the shore of the ocean. And sometimes she was raising her arms like the waves of the ocean. And because of her intense feelings of separation, she was rolling on the ground and creating a tumultuous roaring sound. And sometimes she was re remaining completely silent, like a calm sea. These symptoms of separation from Krishna are called apasmara, or forgetfulness. One completely forgets his position when he manifests these symptoms in ecstatic love. So, although this, uh, this particular passage describes the separation experienced by Yasoda, it was Radharani who sent the news to Krishna uh, that his mother was in that state. And the reason was, was because Radharani was not sure, not sure if Krishna was really attached to her after all. Um, Krishna, he was interested in so many women. Um, but one thing was sure, he was attached to his mother. And to hear uh, the condition of his mother being in this situation, and this rolling on the ground with foam coming from her mouth and uh, roaring, that was certainly too much. And Radharani hoped that that would bring Krishna back to Vrindavan. There's the following statement in the Hansa Dutta. One day, when Srimati Radharani was feeling much affliction because of her separation from Krishna, she went to the bank of the Yamuna with some of her friends. There Radharani saw a cottage wherein she 
and Krishna had experienced many loving pleasures and by remembering those incidents, she immediately became overcome with dizziness. This dizziness was very prominently visible. This is an instance of confusion caused by separation. And this is from chapter 30 of the Nectar of Devotion. Confusion. Mm. Bashfulness, also chapter 30. When Radharani was first introduced to Krishna, she felt very bashful. One of her friends addressed her in this way, my dear friend, you've already sold yourself and all your beauty to Govinda. Now you should not be bashful. Please look upon him cheerfully. One who has sold an elephant to another person should not make a miserly quarrel about selling the trident which controls the elephant. This kind of bashfulness is due to a new introduction in ecstatic love with Krishna. Hmm. It's beautiful poetry. One who has sold an elephant to another person should not make a miserly quarrel about selling the trident which controls the elephant. My dear Ratamaranarani, you've already given yourself to Krishna. You've already sold yourself and all your beauty to Govinda. So now you are bashful. But this created a new obstacle and only increased Krishna's desire. On another occasion, when Srimati Radharani thought that Krishna was involved with another woman, she addressed her friend in this manner. My dear friend, as soon as I think of Krishna, the coward boy attached to some other woman, I become stricken with fear and the hairs of my body stand up. I must be careful that Krishna doesn't see me at such times. This instance of concealment caused by shyness, is an, this is an instance of concealment caused by shyness and diplomatic behavior. Uh, even when she thought that Krishna was involved with another woman, uh, which which caused her so much pain, still, uh, still, she could not give up her attachment for him. Mm. It has been stated, although Srimati Radharani developed a deep loving affection for Krishna, she hid her attitude in the core of her heart so that others could not detect her actual condition. In this way, uh, Radharani had to conceal her, uh, her love. She was concealing it both. Um, and she concealing her emotions, both from her elders and from people in Vrindavan, but also from Krishna. Um, when she was upset, was afraid and afraid to lose him. Remembrance. My dear Mukunda, just after observing a bluish cloud in the sky, the lotus-eyed, Radharani immediately began to remember you. 
And simply by observing this cloud, she became lusty for your association. This is an instance of remembering Krishna in ecstatic love because of seeing something resembling him. Krishna's bodily complexion is very similar to the bluish hue of a cloud. So, simply by observing a bluish cloud, Srimadha Radharani remembered him. Hmm. Naturally, um, always, she was always thinking of Krishna. So, whatever else she saw was just reinforcing the remembrance of Krishna. Hmm. This Madhuranga one day addressed Krishna in this fashion. My dear friend, I can see that you're not aware of the peacock feathers that are falling on the ground. And at the same time, you are mindful of the flower gardens which are offered to you. I think I can guess the reason of your absent-mindedness when I see your two eyes flying over to the eyes of Simata Radharani, just like black drones flying to lotus flower. This is an instant of argumentative suggestion in ecstatic love. Yes, it says that Krishna's eyes are blackish, uh, like black drones. Mm. Once while Krishna was out walking, one of the associates of Radharani told him, my dear friend, do you think that this walking personality is a tamal tree? If he's a tamantri, then how is it possible for him to walk and be so beautiful? Then this personality might be a cloud. But if he's a cloud, then where is the beautiful moon within? Under the circumstances, I think it may be granted that this person is the same enchanted personality of Godhead by whose flute vibration the three worlds are captivated. He must be the same Mukunda who's standing before Govardhan Hill. Uh, this is another instance of argument, argumentative presentation of ecstatic love. Mm. So, every aspect uh, of, of, the, of the beings of the gopis were uh, connected with Krishna. Mm. Everyone is naturally ready to, uh, to reason and present arguments. Uh, arguments to attain, uh, uh, arguments to attain or to understand whatever is going on. But the gopis direct all these propensities towards Krishna. In his book, Stavavali, Sri Raghunadas Goswami has prayed for the mercy of Radharani, who was so captivated by the flute vibrations of Krishna, <laughs> that she immediately asked information of his whereabouts from residents in the Vindavan forest. Upon first seeing Krishna, she was filled with such ecstatic love and pleasure that she began to scratch her ears. The damsels of Raja and Radharani were very expert in talking cunningly, 
soon as so as soon as they saw Krishna, they began their their talkings. And Krishna, pretending pretending to go over some flowers for them, immediately left that place and entered into a mountain cave. This is another instance of eager, loving exchanges on the parts of both the gopis and Krishna. Hmm. So, who can understand the depth and the depth of emotion? When Radharani, upon seeing Krishna, and she becomes overwhelmed with such ecstatic love and pleasure that she begins to scratch her ears. And it's just... In Vidakta Madhava, Jyotila, the mother-in-law of Radharani, began to criticize Krishna in this way. Krishna, you are standing here, and Radharani, who has just been married to my son, is also standing here. Now I know both of you very well. So why would I not be very anxious to protect my daughter-in-law from your dancing eyes? This is an instance of dishonorable words used to indirectly criticize Krishna. Similarly, some of the gopis once began to address Krishna with these dishonorable words. My Krishna, you're a first-class thief, so please leave this place immediately. We know you love Chandravali more than us, but there's no use in praising her in our presence. Kindly do not contaminate the name of Radharani in this place. Hmm. So this mood of, um, of chastising Krishna, uh, especially Lalita is, is, uh, is amongst those who are chastising Krishna. Uh, in the Padyavali, one of, Krishna, one of the friends of Krishna once addressed her thus, my dear friend, please don't be too puffed up because Krishna has decorated your forehead with his own hand. It may be that Krishna is yet attracted by some other beautiful girl. I see that the decoration of your forehead is very nicely made. And so it appears that Krishna was not too disturbed in painting it. Otherwise, he could not have painted such exact lines. This is an instance of envy caused by Radha's good fortune. Hmm. But is this so-called envy in spiritual relationship um, is actually not to be compared with the envy of the material world. Because the envy of the material world is meant to cut down, is meant to destroy, is meant to raise oneself above all others, to pull others down and to uplift oneself. But the envy of the spiritual world is simply has only, is only external and has only one purpose, to increase, increase the attachment to Krishna. In the 10th canto, 30th chapter, verse 30 of Srimad Bhagavatam, there's the following statement. When the gopis were searching for Krishna and Radha before the Rasa dance, they thus began to speak among themselves. We've seen the footprints of Krishna and Radha on the ground, and they're giving us such great pain, because although Krishna is everything to us, that girl is so cunning that she's taken him away alone and is enjoying his kissing without sharing him with us. This is another instance of the envy, of the good fortune of Srimata Radharani. Mm. 
Um, but again, it is only increasing their love for Krishna. Um, sometimes when the coward boys used to play in the forest of Vrindavan, Krishna would play on one side and Balaram would play all the other. <laughs> there would be a competition and mock fighting. Sorry, no. Um, this is not about Radharani. Uh, let's go back to that envy that the gopis felt, um, thinking about that for a moment. And, uh, yeah, but isn't this, this, uh, isn't this envy? Uh, they are jealous of Simata Radharani's good fortune. So isn't that like the normal jealousy of this world? No, but the point is, is that it increases their love for Krishna, their eagerness. It increases their separation from Krishna. And so their love for Krishna is growing stronger. Whereas envy in the material world uh, is only about increasing love for ourselves. Alertness. When Srimata Radharani first saw Krishna, she suddenly became conscious of all transcendental happiness and the functions of her different limbs were stunned. When Lalita, her constant companion, whispered into her ear the holy name of Krishna, Radharani immediately opened her eyes wide. This is an instant of alertness caused by hearing the sound of Krishna's name. Mm. One day, in a joking mood, Krishna informed Radharani, my dear Radharani, I'm going to give up your company. Upon saying this, he immediately disappeared. And because of this, Radharani became so afflicted that the hue of her body changed and she immediately fell down upon the ground of Vindavan. She practically stopped breathing when she smelled the fragrance of the flowers on the ground. She awoke in ecstasy and got up. This is an instant of transcendental alertness caused by smelling. One of the gopis informed Krishna. Mm -hmm. My dear Krishna, when you disappeared from the arena of the residence, our most dear friend Radharani immediately fell on the ground and lost consciousness. But after this, when I offered her some of your chewed battle net remnants, she immediately returned to consciousness with jubilant symptoms in her body. This is an instant of alertness caused by tasting. One night, Simata Radharani was talking in her dream. My dear Krishna, she said, please do not play any jokes on me. Please stop and please don't touch my gardens either. Otherwise, I shall inform the elderly persons and I shall disclose all of your naughty behavior. While she was talking like this in a dream, she suddenly awoke and saw some of her superiors standing before her. Thus, Radharani became ashamed and bound her head. This is an instance of alertness from after awakening from sleep. There's another instance of this. A messenger from Krishna came to see Mata Radharani while she was sleeping, and Radharani immediately awakened. Similarly, when Krishna began to blow on his flute in the night, all the gopis, the beautiful daughters of the coward men, immediately got up from their sleep. There's a very beautiful comparison made in this connection. 
the lotus flower is sometimes surrounded by white swans, and sometimes it is surrounded by black wasps who are collecting its honey. But when there's a thundering in the sky, the swans go away, but the wasps stay to enjoy the lotus flowers. The gopi's sleeping condition is compared to the white swans, and the sound of Krishna's flute is compared to a black wasp. When Krishna's flute sounded, the white swans, which represent the sleeping conditions of the gopis, were immediately vanquished, and the black wasp sound of the flute began to enjoy the lotus flower of the gopis' beauty. Mm. Yeah. So these are all very beautiful descriptions from the uh, Nectar of Devotion, and which is really a very intimate book. So much describing Radha. Um, Krishna once told Radharani, my dear friend, when you try to meet me alone in the morning, your friend Mekala remained hungry with, with, en with envy. Just look at her. When Krishna was joking, with Radharani in this way, Radharani moved her beautiful eyebrows crossly. Rupa Goswami prays that everyone may be blessed by this movement of Srimata Radharani's eyebrows. This is an instance of the generation of malice in the ecstatic love of Krishna. So that is the point. So all these exchanges exist. Um, apparent jealousy, uh, apparent envy seems to be there. But actually, um, it is simply um, increasing transcendental love. And ultimately, um, because Krishna loves Radharani more than anyone, mm, there's no question that jealousy can remain. <laughs> Once when Srimata Radharani was standing on the bank of the Yamuna River, oh. in the forest of Vrindavan, she was attacked by Krishna, who was stronger than she. Although she externally expressed a disturbed mood from this incident, within herself she was smiling and feeling great satisfaction. Externally, she moved her eyebrows and made a show of rejecting Krishna. In this mood, Radharani looked very beautiful, and, and Srila Rupa Goswami glorifies her beauty. This is an instant of exhibiting varying, fe varying feelings in ecstatic love, although the cause is, only, is one only, Krishna. Hmm. So sometimes Radharani is behaving crooked, uh, is is behaving uh, contradictory to her actual feelings, uh, all for the sake of, of churning a transcendental love. Both Radha and Krishna are churning this transcendental love, are somehow or other um, making arrangements to increase it, to increase it to drive the other party uh, 
uh, mad. That is what they're trying to do. So all this is a devotional service. So to attract Krishna so much that Krishna is beyond himself. That is pure devotional service. Sometimes there were great festivals in the house of Nanda Maharaj, and all the inhabitants of Vrindavan would assemble for these festivals. During one such festival, Srimadharani was seen wearing a golden necklace given her by Krishna. This was immediately detected by Mother Yasoda as well as Radharani's mother. But the necklace, because the necklace was too long for Radharani's neck. At the same time, Radharani could see Krishna nearby, as well as her own husband, Abhimanyu. So all of these things combined to make Radharani feel very much ashamed. And with her face shriveled, she began to look very beautiful. In this case, there was a combination of bashfulness, anger, jubilation, and lamentation. This is an instance of an aggregate of symptoms of ecstatic love. So Rupa Goswami is, is showing huh, how a combination of different feelings are, are, uh, are coming up. Huh? Bashfulness, anger, jubilation, and lamentation. There is a statement in Govinda Vilas to this effect. Srimati Radharani was looking for Krishna very anxiously and almost disappointedly. When there is such an indirect expression of conjugal love, there is smiling, astonishment, enthusiasm, lamentation, anger, dread, and some ghastliness. These seven exchanges of, con of conjugal love form another state of ecstatic love. After he had stolen some yogurt from the pots of two gopis, Krishna told one of his gopi friends, My dear beautiful friend, I can take an oath that I have not stolen even a drop of yogurt from your pot. But still your friend Radharani is very shamelessly smelling the fragrance of my mouth. Kindly forbid her from this devious policy of putting her face near mine. When Krishna was speaking like this, the friends of Radharani could not check their laughter. This is an instant of laughter in ecstatic love. When Jatila, the mother of Abhimanyu, saw Krishna wearing a necklace, she could understand that a jeweled ornament had been given to him by, by Radharani. She therefore became absorbed in anger and began to move her eyebrows, expressing her anger in ecstatic love. So, although Jatila is the, um, the eternal obstacle, although Jatila is always, always envious of Krishna, always trying to create um, an, a distance between um, Krishna and Radharani, she is she's actually adding to the separation between Radha and Krishna. And therefore, She's also simply trying to intensify the love between Radha and Krishna. 
Hare Krishna. Yeah, so The most confidential friends are Priyasakas and are almost Krishna's age. Because of their very confidential friendship, their behavior is only on the basis of pure friendship. The behavior of other friends is on the ground of paternal over servitude. But the basic principles of the confidential friends is simply friendship on an equal level. Some confidential friends are as follows. Sridam, Sudam, Sudama, Dama, Vasudam, Kinkini, Stoka, Krishna, Amsu, Badrasena, Vilasi, Pundarik, Vitangri, Kaladinka. By their activities in different pastimes of all these friends used to give transcendental pleasure to Krishna. The behavior of these confidential friends is described by a friend of Radharani who told Radharani, My dear graceful Radharani, your, your intimate friend Krishna is also served by intimate boyfriends. Some of them cut jokes with him in mild voices and please him very much by this. For example, Krishna is one. Brahmana friend whose name was Madhu Mangal. This boy would joke by playing the part of a greedy Brahmana. Whenever the friends ate, he would eat more than all others, especially others of, of, which, of which he was very fond. Then after eating more others than anyone else, Madhu Mangal would still not be satisfied. And he would say, Krishna, if you give me one more ladu, then I shall be pleased to give you blessings so that your friend Radharani will be very much pleased with you. Hmm. So, there are other friends who are still more confidential. They are called Priyanarma, or intimate friends. Counted among the Priyanarma friends are Subal, Arjuna, Gandharva, Vasanta, and Uchwala. There, were, there was talk among the friends of Radharani, the gopis, about these most intimate friends. One gopi addressed Radharani thus, My dear Krishangi, delicate one, just see how Subal is whispering your message into Krishna's ear, how he's delivering the confidential letter of Shamdasi silently into Krishna's hands, how he's delivering the battle nuts prepared by Lalita, by Padika into Krishna's mouth, and I was decorating Krishna with a garland prepared by Taraka. Did you know, my dear friend, that all these most intimate friends of Krishna are always engaged in his service in this way? Out of the many intimate Priyanamas, Subal and Uchwala are considered to be the most prominent. Subal's body is described as follows. His complexion is just like molten gold. He's very, very dear to Krishna. He always had a garland around his neck and he wears yellow clothing. His eyes are just like lotus flower petals. And he's so intelligent that by his talking and his moral instructions, all other friends take the highest pleasure. Um, let us offer our respectful obeisance to Krishna's friend, Subhal. Yes. Um, we heard the story that Subhal 
looks similar to Radharani in that one time uh, uh, Subal came with an arrangement to get Radharani out of the house who had been kept there by, uh, by Jatila. So Subal was near the house and Jatila said, what are you doing here? What do you want here? Huh? And then he said, well, one of my calves has just gone and I'm looking everywhere for my calf, but I can't find it. Huh? I, I think it went inside the house. Can I please have a look? So he had to look and, uh, and then he changed. Then it says, and Subal told Radharani that actually you and I look very similar. So why don't we change dress? And they changed dress. Huh? And then had the calf. And then he gave Radharani the calf. And Radharani carried the calf in front of her breast so she couldn't be recognized. And, and, uh, and Jutila saw uh, Subal walked away. Oh, you found your calf. Subal nodded. Yes. About the confidential service of Ujwala, this statement is to be found. Addressed by Radharani to one of her friends. My dear friends, it is impossible for me to keep my prestige. I wanted to avoid talking to Krishna anymore, but just see. There again is his friend Ujwala coming to me with his canvassing work. His entreaties are so powerful that it is very difficult for a gopi to resist her love for Krishna, even though she may be very bashful, denoted, devoted to her family duties, and most faithful to her husband. The symptoms of the Kaishora age have already been described, and it is at this age that devotees generally most appreciate Krishna. Krishna with Radharani is worshipped as Kishore Kishori. Yeah. And of course, Srila Prabhupada installed Kishore Kishori in Chicago. And, and, and uh, we, can, uh, we can Google the pictures of Kishore Kishori. At this age, Krishna once dressed himself up exactly like Radharani just to create fun amongst his friends. He put on golden earrings, and because he was blessed, blessings, he smeared the Pope of Sand of Kunkum all over his body in order to become as fair as she. By seeing this dress, Krishna's friend Subal became very astonished. Mm. Yes, Krishna can just do amazing things. When Krishna and Subal were embracing one another, Srimata Radharani became a little envious and hiding her hot temperament, she said, my dear Subal, you're very fortunate because even in the presence of superiors, you and Krishna have no hesitation in putting your arms on each other's shoulders. I think it must be admitted that in your previous life, you have succeeded in many kinds of austerities. Hmm. 
the idea is that although Radharani was accustomed to putting her arms on Krishna's shoulders, it was not possible for her to do so, do such a thing in the presence of her superiors, whether Subal could do so freely. freely. Radharani therefore praised his good fortune. Another friend once told Krishna, My dear enemy of Kamsa, since you've left us, the heat of separation has become extraordinary, and this heat is felt more severely when we understand that in Bandiravan you are being refreshed by the waves of the cooling river known as Banutanaya Radharani. The purport is, the purport is that when Krishna was engaged with Radharani, the coward boys headed by Subal feeling great separation, and that was unbearable for them. Hmm. Yeah. All right, so I'm, uh, after reading from the Nectar of Devotion, and in this way, increasing our meditations on Srimata Radharani. Um, and seeing how, um, how there's a relationship and how it is about tasting. Um, and of course, Radharani's only interest is Krishna's pleasure. And Krishna's interest is Radharani's pleasure. Um, so in this way, they're always thinking of each other, how to somehow or other increase the pleasure of the other. But that gives immense pleasure. So they're also experiencing the greatest pleasure themselves. But their objective is to give pleasure. So in the same way, um, let us take that principle. Let us also learn to just give pleasure, um, give pleasure to, um, to Krishna and by giving Krishna to others. Um, that is the way to give pleasure. And there is no other way mm. to give Krishna, to give Radharani. That is the same. All these, um, all these things are giving pleasure to the devotees. And, and so we've been reading today uh, to increase the pleasure of, of all. I thank you very much for being here with us in preparation for Radhastami. Um, and we are yet coming closer. Hare Krishna. Simata Radharani Ki Jai. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Come. Huh.